0: Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you to our backers because thanks to you, we were able to commission Ivan Dutch to compose a bespoke soundtrack and intro for our upcoming seasons. This helps improve our production value by creating a more immersive and consistent soundscape and it further protects our IP from any copyright issues. It's a small thing, but it makes such a tremendous difference. As always, thank you so much for your help, and thank you for helping us to make the best show possible. everyone i'm sorry for starting off this session with so many announcements thank you for sticking around and listening to us so much has happened over the past few weeks and i haven't had the chance to sit down and share all of the exciting news that's going on the thing i'm most excited about is that monster game night is coming back to gen con we'll be recording live again at gen con indie in 2023 It's going to be a blast, and we really hope that you can join us. This year, we're actually recording two live shows. I'm going to run the first, and I'm taking us back to Vampire the Masquerade in the world of bluegrass by night. Then Ben is going to take us into Cyberpunk Red, along the hazy streets of the setting that he's calling Neo Derby. Alongside those live performances, we're running a lineup of games as well. We'll be running several sessions of Cypher, Cyberpunk, Zombie World, Babes in the Woods, and Laser Kittens. Also, if you're interested in some lighthearted roleplay, I'll be running a handful of LARPs as well. Tickets are going fast, so if you haven't snagged yours yet, please don't miss out. You can find us by searching for Monster Game Night on Gen Con's website. Oh, if you are planning to join us, Please let us know, because we have some awesome swag and merch that we want to hand out.
1: Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains graphic violence, crude language, tasteless jokes, and awful puns. The show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our tiny dungeon campaign, Shadows of Bastion, where our players take on the roles of grungy outcasts fighting to survive the post-apocalyptic prison planet known as Bastion. This is Ben playing Rakov, the Junk Fiend Goblin.
2: And this is Chris playing Glax, the Scrap Metal Night Goblin.
3: I'm Russell playing Meluzine, the Portaling Pixie.
2: Oh, Portaling. I heard Portling. Portaling. Got it. I was yes. like, I don't know what yes. the hell Portling means,
0: but... <laughs> Hey, I'm Mike, your grungy game master. Just a quick announcement as we get started. Unfortunately, Josh is not going to be able to join us for a little while. We miss him and we look forward to when he can come back. So what happened last time on Monster Game Night? Well, as we were
1: going through, the engine was finally working on the stinky barge again. All of a sudden, we got
2: beset by a
1: fantastic
2: murder bird. That murder bird decided to take our livestock, the Stoinks and we decided to hitch a ride on it. Turns out,
1: idiots on it weren't that good. We took them out. And guess what? murder bird's ours now. (laughs) Ours forever. That's right. Oh, and we also got
0: a solar array. We're giving it back to the barge and they're giving me all their stuff. To set the scene, tonight's session opens over the acrid-smelling air of the gore swamp. We can smell the acidic water as it slowly burns Along the banks of the shore. It's night. The sky is hazy and clouded, but nearby we can see a massive structure looms. There's not much ambient light, but the structure itself glows. We can see platforms and pillars lit by a soft blue light as they hover and float and shift around, moving between different parts of the structure. This is Gorhart Keep, the seat of Troll King Scrilliamson. It's built from ramshackle metal featuring pillars, hovering bridges, and pathways crisscrossing and catawalking between unwieldy spiraling towers that use both incredible technological power combined with magic to keep it together. Someone's just arrived. They find themselves standing in a rusty antechamber. They're surrounded by giant, hulking shadowy figures sitting on giant stone chairs. There's firelight in the center, flickering, casting shadows this way and that. Melazine, why don't you describe yourself?
3: Yeah, so Melazine is a a diminutive pixie. He has uh, bright green hair, almost like a... uh, famous children's toy that is uh, a collectible would have, but it's bright green with uh, spikes. Basically they're like melted into spikes. And uh, he is just wearing, you know, a typical fairy outfit of uh, no shirt and just uh, some white shorts. Uh, And uh, he is just flying around, flitting around. Well, you're just a big fellow, aren't you? Where's this other big fellow I'm supposed to be meeting
0: at? That'd be me. Evening, Melazine. Evening? Always a pleasure. Trust your journey was okay. It was quick. I like to hear that. What can I do for you? Got a job for you. Something easy.
3: Well, everything's easy for Melazine. Well, how can Melazine help you today?
0: An uppity obgoblin, goblin named Nophins is coming to visit. He's got some secrets of his own. Squirreled away technology, but no one knows where he comes from. Likes to collect himself apprentices and hangers-on, and so we're sure he's got wealth somewhere, but can never find it. Okay. We figure someone small like you, perhaps a quick fellow like yourself, might be able to
3: squirrel along with him. I mean, I can always do that. However... I feel like this is gonna be I feel like this is going to be a favor that you're asking of me, and you know, melazine, my favors don't come cheap.
0: The figure stands up and we see a hulking slab of being. You can see shoulders that span easily eight feet across, towering twenty feet tall, and as it stands up, you see that this is the form of a troll, but it's a troll that is covered in an advanced suit of armor. You can see that there are hoses all around its back and body, plugged in with deep red fluid flowing through it. It stands up and you see a deep gray face with an eye patch, heavily scarred. Melazine, I think that whatever's inside there is going to be worth your time. You'll be in my good graces, of course, which is, as many will tell you, in the favor of Troll King Skrilliamson doesn't come cheap either.
3: Melazine will, uh, will help you. For a price, but
0: it sounds like you can afford it. I'm offering to cut you in. 10% share for the little one.
3: Mmm, this little one prefers 15%.
0: You're going to stand in my keep in front of all of my friends and put me down with 15%. Of course. 11 is the highest I'll go. Uh,
3: I think you can go 13
0: Twelve and a half and a half and a nice bed for the evening.
3: Melazine doesn't need the bed. So you keep your
0: 12, you keep the bed and you just give me 13. 13 it is. And you sleep on the floor. Once
3: again, Melazine doesn't need to sleep. And you see Melazine um, blink out of existence when that happens. And you just see him floating above his head, kind of like laid back, almost like he was trying to sleep above his
0: head. And we cut back, we see the deep red gore swamp stretched out in all directions beneath us. The trees that are decayed and twisted and leaning over, and we see the rusted hulking heap of the stinky leather barge. The stinky levee barge generally carries livestock, but has been relieved of that very recently. Instead, now in the space that would ordinarily be inhabited by the stoinks that generally are transported there is instead the huge hulking body of the murder bird yeah there's figures gathered around it carrying heaps of scrap metal to it in line we can see them pulling parts out of the engine bay hoses wires clamps bolts scrap metal what are rakov and glocks doing Rakov is sitting on top of the cage on the murder bird's back
1: while the scrap metal is getting loaded in and he's constantly berating everyone that's doing it. That's right. Faster. Come on. No, don't, don't put that. No, no. Come on. Is this how you treat your hero, your savior that brings you the solar array? So this thing can keep moving. Come on. Let's 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 make it snappy here. I got places to be. I got things to do.
0: You see Hardman roll his eyes back in his head as he kind of waits until Rakov's back is turned just a little bit and he slams a drained and cracked power crystal down on the ground.
1: Hey, what was that? Nothing. All right. Well, oh, better not be slacking off. We got things to do. Never.
2: Glax is just standing in front of the murderbird, Bird, like face to face, almost nose to beak, nose to nose, and just petting
0: him, just caressing his side of his face. If it could purr, it would. And even occasionally, it kind of, its eyes start to droop down as it falls asleep. This giant, disgusting, nearly undead where its skin has been patched up in some places. It looks almost scabrous in some spots. Klax has made himself a very fast friend, though.
1: All right, now all you understand, if I don't have everything I expect to have in here, I've got the kill switch for this right here. It'll stop working. And then all of you will be stranded. Do you want that to happen? No. So keep it up. Where's that captain of yours anyway?
2: Hey Rockoff, how does this thing work anyways? What does what thing work? The the solar membrane. I'd
1: take too long to explain. I already hooked it up for him. It's gonna work fine. Okay.
0: You see a familiar large form walk over. You recognize Thud Younger. Yes. He's got totally shaved head, braided beard, short tusks. He walks over to the group and he says, yeah, Kostinky's not going to be around to see you off.
1: Well, why is that?
0: Well, because you raked him over the coals with taking all the parts off the engine bay.
1: I saved his ship. You should be grateful.
0: Yeah, well, he lost his uh, livestock run and a couple days off this trip. He's not expecting a warm welcome from the Troll King.
1: He's not going to need fuel anymore. It's a perfect arrangement. I don't know what else he wants me to do, okay? I, the only thing I, have, I either could have converted it was to, to run on this thing's crap. And we don't want that, do we?
0: Look, that's whatever you decide to do with that thing's crap is between you and Kastinky. I'm just here to see you off and make sure you have a pleasant flight and hope that you consider riding with us again.
1: Why aren't you coming with us? It's going to be way more interesting than whatever this is.
0: I got a couple weeks left on my contract here.
1: Well, he had a couple weeks on his contract. He's leaving,
2: right? I still don't remember signing any contract.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, I don't break contracts. Thud, I'm going to miss you. Glax, it was a pleasure.
2: I go up to Thud and I just poke him in the chest.
0: He pokes Glax right back.
2: All
0: right. Can whatever you two are
1: doing, can we hurry this up? Hey, by the way, that, uh, my, the cloth on my chest stopped talking a while ago. What happened?
0: Okaba unfurls himself, and you can see he's just totally stretched out and lounging in the sun right now.
1: But You didn't even need to dry yourself. What are you doing?
0: I have been attending to the most important thing I can do myself.
1: Oh, that's a surprise. Are you coming or not?
0: Of course. I need to turn in my contract. The Troll King will pay handsomely when he learns that I've disposed of the Elvin, of the Elvin Infiltrator.
1: All right, fine, whatever. All right. Hey, you know what? You, you, you put that down over there. That's enough. That's enough. I've got everything I want. He's so bossy. (laughs) You should be grateful. You'd be sinking in the Gore Swamp if I hadn't done anything. Would have rather sank in the Gore Swamp than listen to you. You can still sink in the Gore Swamp if you keep talking to me like that. You want to come try me? Maybe I'd rather sink than keep talking to you. Oh, oh, hey, Glax, let's throw this guy overboard. Come on, it'll be fun. Guy? (laughs) Hey, you picked it up. I insulted you twice.
0: The old woman pulls her shawl around herself and turns around and leaves. Bye-bye. Young goblins.
2: No sense of propriety.
0: (laughs) Joke's on her, I'm not even young. Yeah, that's me. I'm young. (laughs) Anyway. Young thud.
1: (laughs) All right, Glax, you going to get this thing going or what? Oh, he he just fell asleep. That's okay. Wake him up. Beast of burden. Let's go.
2: Uh, Okay. Um, So Glax will kind of just pat the murder bird on the head, um, kind of wake it up, rouse it from its dozing, and then climb aboard.
0: It gives an odd throaty growl. It hasn't been fed in the few days since it's been here. And so it might be like starting to need something to eat. And given the way you saw it inhale the stoink, you're pretty sure the food bill for this thing is pretty large. And thank God you had other people around to muck out the pens because those were going to be even worse than when the stoinks lived in them. They smelled even worse coming out again.
2: Do we know where uh, uh <laughs> cave or mountain or structure? Fortress! Fortress is?
0: You know very well that Skrilljamsen has made his seat at Goreheart Keep, that it is known for being just along the Gore Swamp somewhere. And you've looked at a map or two. You're pretty sure that you can navigate there. The Gore Swamps are not that easy to navigate. They're not like a river-flowing body of water, but you're pretty confident that you can make it. Okay.
2: Well, Rakov, should we head on over to meet Grilliamson?
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I've been ready for a while. And you look over, and Rakov has pulled out a clamp from his rags, and he's attached it to the cage. And he's basically just planning to hang off the cage while they fly.
0: God. Nice. Wait, so describe how is how does this look? It's just a clamp and a cable coming
1: out from his cloth. I don't know where it's attached either. He may not even know. God, he just knows it works.
0: OK, he knows it works. So yes. we'll go with that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just imagining the cable is just coming out from him
0: himself.
2: <laughs>
1: it's attached up his bum. Yeah, way. it's attached up his bum. And maybe where it's attached. I don't know. I did this years ago
0: it's his umbilical cord oh, God. <laughs> the murder bird stretches out its wings after Glax gives it the gentle kick it starts to lumber to its feet it takes a running start across the deck of the stinky barge people have to scurry and run out of the way you see Thud Younger duck into a roll off to the side just in time it steps up onto the upper deck in one footstep and then jumps you see this stinky barge get pushed down into the acid for just a second in reflex and bounce right back up. And the murder bird flaps its giant wings and it's in the air in a cloudless blue sky. You can feel the wind rushing past you. You're away from the horrible chemical smell of the gore swamp for the time being. You're on your way. I need Glax and Rakov to give me a perception test. Is this for info on surroundings? It is. It's All to right. see if you notice something. So advantage means three, right? Yes. Yes. You got a five. I really want to give you disadvantage on this, but I won't. Well, I didn't get any successes anyway, so... Oh, Good. Got a five. Got a five. Glax, as you are enjoying the sun and the free air, as the clear air is rushing around Glax, he's enjoying the moment and his mastery of the murder bird And he sees, in the distance, not even very far away, another giant figure, much like his own. First, there's a burst of smaller birds flitting off the treetops. And then the sound of branches breaking and trees being knocked over as another hulking, looming form flaps its wings and climbs into the sky. And then he hears the sound on the other side, the same thing happens again. We hear branches break and a flurry of birds into the sky and a second murder bird on his other side climbs into the air. They both start to gain altitude and bank towards him. This is not going to end well. Hey, I'm the one hanging off the side, okay? How far away are they? A couple hundred feet.
2: Um, How far away are they from each other? 200 feet. Okay. Um... I steer the murder bird to make a beeline for the left one.
0: Okay.
1: Whoa, 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 hey! Not so fast! What's going on up there?
0: Glax pulls tight on the left rein, and that causes the murder bird to bank hard in the air. Brockov goes shifted down, hanging by his umbilical cord, getting bounced along right now. And now Glax has a full-on frontal view of the murder bird that's coming towards him, he sees that on its back, it doesn't have a cage like the one that he's riding. It has something else. It has what looks like a giant piece of machinery on its back. Looks like a large cluster of barrels pointed towards him, flared out at the end. Fuck,
2: wow. <laughs> Dive. Is there is there anyone on that I can see on the murder bird?
0: Glax can see that there's a pilot on this murder bird. There's a single rider. Actually, there's two. There's one rider and one that he presumes is the gunner and loader. Okay. Uh, and a whole lot of ammo behind it. a whole lot in a crate on its back. Um,
1: hey, hey, I can't see anything. Hey.
2: How far off the side are you hanging? I assume very far at this point. Um, I'm going to have the murder bird kind of dive and then go back up to kind of come up. At him from underneath. Um, and then, as we not not to go directly at the murder bird, but as we pass by the murder bird, I want to jump and with my spear into the driver or the gun or whoever I can
0: see. Hell yeah. Okay. So I think that there's a dice roll called for in there. No, it just happens. I think that I want you to roll for the jump. I think the piloting the bird is kind of hard, but I also want someone to roll 2d6 for me for the pilot of the bird, because he is going to try to take a shot at you as you do. And I need someone else to roll 1d6 for me for the bird that is out of range. I'll take the 1d6. Fuck.
2: Fuck.
1: (laughs) Failure for the 1d6.
2: Failure for Glax. Uh, that... Does Almost a six do anything? Yeah. Yes, well, that's a success. It's a success. It's a success.
0: If you get two sixes, it's a crit. Two sixes, into a mm-hmm. crit.
2: Okay, you got a five and a six.
0: Yeah, I got five and a six. Five and a six. <sighs> as Galax banks down and builds up speed in the dive, and then flares back up, suddenly he hears a shot from behind him—a massive blunder shot, a cannon burst, explode out through the air. He watches as the treetops that his that his murder bird is skimming along explode and spray bits of wood and branches everywhere all around him. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) He's blinded for just a moment and so as he banks up and tries to get above the other bird he notices that it was ready and waiting for him. He sees that the gunner has managed to swivel around and draw a perfect bead on him right at this moment. But he doesn't care. He's Glax. He can do this. He jumps anyway, spear out, headed towards the gunner. I need Glax to make a dexterity saving throw. Rakov, what are you doing? Five. Five. Hey. You tell me how Glax is going to save himself in this one.
2: Um, So the jump was off. So as he's falling, flying, falling gracefully um, to the other murder bird, he was aiming for the gunner, but instead of hitting the gunner, the gunner just narrowly misses him. And as he flies past, he just jams a spear into the murder bird
0: to kind of stop himself. So Glax is hanging from a spear jammed into the side of the murder bird. It doesn't even notice. We've established that these things are so huge that it's hard to tell just with a spear in its side. So he's hanging and flopping in the wind right now. Mm-hmm. Much like Rakov. <laughs> yes, much like. Now, as soon as
1: it banks up high enough... That Rakov can see the cannon. You can see the little spark light up in his eyes. And he's going to wait until he has a shot. And then he's going to try to dive right into the muzzle of the cannon.
0: He's got it. Go for it. All right. It's five. Nice. What does this look like? So you're going to dive in the muzzle of a cannon. So
1: he waits until like the bird flips over a little bit and he goes, "Ow! aha. And he releases the clamp and just goes right into the cannon.
2: Is this the cannon that already fired at Glax or is this a different cannon?
1: The one that didn't fire at you because we were close to it. The one, the one that fired at you is way off.
2: <laughs> I don't feel like, I feel like Glax has made some not so smart decisions in this, but I feel like this is probably.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> we're going to see what happens here. Yeah. Oh, no. I want to attempt to climb the murder bird. I'm not going to make you roll for that unless you're going to try to do it stealthy or anything like that.
2: Not stealthy. They already know I'm here.
0: Yeah, no point. Glax makes his way gracefully up. The murder bird's skin is pretty rough and it's got enough musculature and protruding bits that it's easy enough to grab. He sees it over his shoulder. His murder bird has completed its twisting, spiraling dive and This the third murder bird that took a shot, that one hasn't taken another shot. And there's activity on the back of it as people reload. But as its pilot and gunner reload and continue to close the distance, Glax reaches the top and he sees the gunner standing there with with a blunder shot drawn level straight at him, straight at his head. And he says, get on your knees and no one gets hurt. What is he? He's a goblin. Okay. Sorry, I should have described him. No, you're fine. He sees a leather-clad goblin with aviator goggles pulled down and a leather hood holding a blunder shot with a flared barrel at the end, and it's glowing with a red light.
2: Ugh, not only goblins, Chad goblins. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I've raised my shield, and I charge him. Oh, shit. Oh, shield bash! All right, someone roll 2d6 for me, and Klax is attacking. I do this one. Five. Six. Shit, okay.
2: Actually, no. I would I would rather... This has kind of been my M.O. so far. Rather than attacking him with my shield, my aim is to charge him off. Oh,
0: fuck. Yeah, I was thinking that's what you were going to do. Okay, I'm going to let you do that. You are going to get shot. That's fair.
2: I expected that.
0: Okay. I need someone to roll a D6 for me. Oh, God. Five. Okay, so it, it's only a D2, so... As Glax begins to shield bash the gunner off, the blunder shot goes off and it just totally bounces completely off of Glax's arm and he doesn't give a shit. And instead, the gunner is suddenly knocked off of the murder bird. It goes flying. His his blunder shot flies off to the side, skitters across the deck, and the gunner is now falling outstretched, saying, I knew this is how it would end. So just point just point of clarification, was that the pilot or the gunner? That was the gunner. Okay. So Rakov is much safer than he was a moment ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I had, I had a plan in case the gunner was still there, so now I have to, you know, you start hearing random tinkering and smashing and cutting noises from inside the cannon. I'm going to roll to see what my success is, and then I will describe upon what's next action what I'm up to. I did not succeed, so
0: I gotta make a change here. All right, let me think. The pilot heard the gunshot go off. You see him grab on tight to his saddle, and he's turning the barrel roll, and he is trying to throw Glax off. So I need Glax to make a dexterity saving test.
2: Nope.
0: Glax finds himself suddenly getting twisted and thrown off. He's falling now towards the trees. All of a sudden... Rakov inside the barrel is safe, but Glax is suddenly, he can see the form of the gunner that he knocked off. It's pretty far ahead of him, but not quite there yet. And at that moment, you hear a
1: sharp crack from inside the cannon and Rakov comes busting out the other side. Ah, that didn't work. Ow, ow, ow. And so I'm going to attempt to
0: grapple back on and see if I can hang. Okay. That is also going to be a dexterity save from you. Six. He's got his umbilical cord at the ready. He loops it around a handy mount on the on the gun that's mounted this thing's back.
2: Glax takes his hubcap and puts it uh, just holds it. So he's got a shield in one arm and his hubcap kind of with both hands, and then goes into a swan dive, aiming for the gunner to try to cushion his fall with the gutter as much as he
3: can. I like it. Shit. Are you really trying to like Captain America this
0: thing uh-huh. down? Okay. Yes, he really is. <laughs> Why shouldn't he? He sees above him his murder bird with the cage on the back. It's begun to bank and twist around, but it can't fall faster than him. There's no way that it can possibly catch up and snag him out of the air. Yeah. I need Glax to give me another dexterity save. Six. The gunner is smiling, sure that even though he's going to die, at least Glax is coming with him. He'd shout that out, but Glax can see him shouting something, but it's totally lost to the wind anyway. And Glax is too busy lining up his cushioned fall. The gunner smacks into the ground. You see him breaking tree branches on the way down, and then thud into the soft dark earth. You can see a little bit of mud start to trickle up around him. And then just an instant later, you hear another smack and a squish. And Glax lands straight on top of him. You see the remains of the gunner get squished all the way down into the dirt. Glax's shield and hubcap are buried in the mud as well.
2: No. I want to dig him out as fast as I can. Get to
0: digging. They're in there tight. Glax has to. they just took the mass of him. But... You can get them out. They're not, like, gone.
2: And you did say this was mud. I right. did say this, this is, was mud. This is not Gore Swamp. This I'm, is not Gore oh, Swamp. Okay. It is
0: mud. We at least got to land. Yeah. It is land, yeah, because there were trees.
2: Most swamps have trees. I guess tre- trees would have adapted to the acid, maybe.
0: Maybe. I don't maybe. Know. Yeah, that's fair. They might have.
2: Um, yeah, I would like to dig and dig and dig and try to dig out. At, at the very least, my hubcap definitely want my shield, too. But the hubcap's sentimental. middle.
0: Klax gets both of them back out of there. He does, I need someone to roll a d6 for me. Three. As he is digging, he does realize that he's a little banged up from that. Even though he had the shield and the armor and everything, he does take one point of damage from that fall.
2: So would that bypass my armor?
0: I'm going to say that does because it's fall damage and that usually goes around armor. All right, so Rakov has finished struggling back up the umbilical cord to get back onto the murder bird. So the pilot's still there, correct? Yeah. Okay. He doesn't know that you're on there anymore. He's too busy flying and banking this thing around. All right, so he's looking for glax, basically, you think? Yeah, he'd probably check. Someone roll a d6 for me. Okay. One. He does not appear to have spotted that anyone is still here. Excellent. Hey. Hey, Tao. Why don't you do something useful? We didn't decide that Okaba jumped across. No. That's true. Good point. Okaba is still on the other murder bird. Ah, trying to fly. Hey, it.
1: hey, wait. You're not. Ah,
0: crap. Okay. All right. I I'll not subject myself to being twisted across your body. All right. So with that,
1: Rakav reaches into his clothing, starts feeling around, pulls out a fork from the galley, drops it into the junk cannon, flips the switch, He's taking a
0: shot. Give me 2d6. Miss. Fork flies wide, and at the sound of the thump of the junk cannon being fired, the pilot turns around, and gets a real good look at Rockov, and begins to fly towards the other bird.
1: Oh, all right. Don't think you can handle this by yourself, huh?
0: Cutting back to Glax, as he looks up and he sees what's going on, he sees a more familiar, friendly form. Fly overhead and dangle down a friendly tentacle to him. Sweet, I will climb up. As he climbs up, he sees the face of Okaba. Look over the side. I have mastered the bird. I am the beast master now. Your services are not needed. I'll take what I can get. You are welcome. Thank you. Glax pulls himself back onto the bird.
2: Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go find Rakov and and help but, him out and. I don't know, do something.
0: I have served my purpose. You may do what you wish.
2: Okay, so I'll take the reins um, and I'll fly the murder bird towards the oncoming murder bird that still has a gunner. Okay. Um, And then, do I attempt it again? (laughs) (laughs) I will leave that to you. Yeah, that's up to you. I guess uh, I'll attempt to fly over um, that murder bird and see if um, our murder bird can use his tentacles to grab the pilot. Okay.
0: That is going to take, I think that happens next round just because yeah. he did a lot. Yeah. I need two people to roll two D six for me. Five, two and a three, two and a three. I need someone to roll another D six for me. I got it. Five, five. Rakav watches as the pilot of the murder bird. He's currently riding begins to face towards the other one and try to close distance. They're closing really fast. You've got two birds flying together. The pilot and the gunner on the other bird both take their hands totally off of what they're doing. And instead, they draw blunder shots of their own and they face them towards Rockov, Not willing to use their full-sized cannon on their, on their friend, but they're certainly willing to take a couple pot shots at him. The first shot rings out and he hears it ricochet off the gun emplacement behind him but the second one it cuts through the air and it catches him right through a nice part of the cloth but allow me to make my agility test here
1: yes my goblin agility test still hits
0: right through a nice part of the cloth he sees that in the muck and engine grease that's all over it now there's blood on there too
1: oh i wasn't gonna mix in the blood just yet come on
0: He takes, the D6 roll was a one, right? It was a two. It was a two. So he takes two points of damage. Okay. The pilot of the bird that Rakav is riding on, I've already had him act. I think we're back to the top of the order with Glax. Okay. So I try to pick off the pilot of the one that still has a gunner. I'm just going to have you roll two D6 for that. See if you've got control of your mount this way. Five. Five. Glax- Kicks in his spurs and he's rewarded with a scream as the tentacles of the murder bird wrap around the gunner, straight around its neck. Not the gunner, oh, the pilot. The, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> as the tentacles of the murder bird wrap around the pilot and shake it to the side once or twice and then fling it up into the air. Yeah. A little while passes. You hear a scream. Ah! And then a splash as it lands in the gore swamp. Oh, The gunner of the remaining murder bird takes his hand, puts his blunder shot down and starts to run up towards the saddle. And Rakov's going to run to the saddle of the bird
1: he's on, try to jump in and steer it into the other one as it goes by. Hey, it still
2: has a pilot in there. It does? I dealt with the pilot on the other one. Oh, yeah, I got mixed up. Okay. All
1: right. Then in that case, I am going to run up and try to bash the
0: pilot in the head with the junk cannon. Okay. Give me 2d6, and someone else roll 2d6 for me. Fail. It's a 6. God damn it. <laughs> I kind of runs up, but he's not quite quick enough. As he pulls back with his junk cannon to slam it forward, the pilot is waiting with a short dark. He sees a rusty jagged knife get shoved towards him, and it hits. <laughs> someone roll another d6 for me. 3. 3. Another two points of damage. Klax. Uh
2: Okaba, I need you to take the reins for a second.
0: Yes, I can take the reins.
2: Fly straight towards that murder bird. To the one where the gunner is attempting to, to pilot. I want to jump onto that murder bird and try to take out that gunner.
0: I will hold the reins for you. Thank you. You are most welcome. Okaba has to, like, put his head on one side and what would be his feet on the other to hold both of the reins. So he's stretched out horizontally, but the murder bird flies straight and level towards the second of the murder birds. It gets close. Glax, what are you doing?
2: I'm jumping and I'm aiming for the gunner.
0: Hit him with my shield. Same roll. 2d6. Six. All right. Glax has had a little practice now. (laughs) He lands this time spear straight down the gunner is really surprised as a spear comes straight out through his mouth
2: I don't think I have my spear because oh, it was in the other murder bird that I oh, think cra- climbed up okay so I'm just shield first just aiming to knock if I can knock him off if not just like daze him and get him out of the way he's
0: very very surprised as he's kind of unsteadily making his way onto the seat and messing with the reins so he's not at all ready for this Glax comes hurtling down through the air like a comet and smacks this gunner off. And we hear another scream and a drop. Awesome. I'm going to try to take the reins. Glax has them. of you have a sword stuck into you. You've been shot. You've got the last pilot. Thanks for the sword. I'm going to jump back into the broken cannon.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you're going to withdraw? Withdrawing. Okay. And I got in. Six.
0: Okay, someone roll 2d6 for me. I will. Five and one. You see the pilot tie the reins off to a horn on the saddle. The bird just goes totally still in the air. It stops, and it's just flapping in place. You see him turn around and walk over towards the cannon. I mean, you can try to shoot it if it's one, It's broken. That's why I'm getting in it. protection. He walks around to the back of it, and you see him swivel it up into the air and pull a trigger on it. And there's a click. But but Rockov has already disabled it.
1: ha! <laughs> you weren't paying attention, were you?
0: You tell me what you do with this last one. Presumably Glax can fly back over. I'd
2: like to take him hostage, if possible. I don't think he'd go along with that.
0: But okay, so... How does this play out? How does this resolve? You guys tell me. I think you snatch him up with those talons and you just carry him away.
2: Well, I'm on a murder bird that I just took over, so I don't have the relationship with. So I don't know if I can make him Good pick point. stuff up. Um, I'm going to... What's the wingspan on these suckers? Like 120. Yeah, massive. Okay. Large. Okay. Not... Okay. Um I guess I'm gonna go. So his bird is hovering. I'm gonna go and hover kind of close to him, and just yell, um, uh, just yell at him that. Well, I don't even know what to say. Um,
0: Just surrender and
2: and and we'll figure something out.
0: (laughs) So threatening. (laughs) I love it. He. The goblin pilot looks at you. You see the same leather hood and goggles and looks up at you. You hear him say, Doomflight, never surrender. He runs off to the edge of the murder bird, jumps off. You see him pull a parachute.
1: (sighs) Doomflight, that's a stupid name. Hey, wait, is he still there? No. What? I don't get to taunt him anymore.
2: Can you catch him? Are you hooked in? Can you catch him before he gets too far?
1: You think I can see anything right now?
2: Climbed out earlier.
1: I got shot out of the back of it.
2: (laughs) Um, I'm going to fly the murder bird and attempt to intercept him and just like fly into his
0: parachute. Okay, give me 2d6. Five. Doomflight never surrenders and Glocks swivels around and catches him. Threw the parachute on the beak of this other murder bird that he's now commandeered and managed to learn how to fly. So he's just suspended, dangling by the cords of his parachute beneath it. You may not surrender, but you're still beat. I am really not sure if he would let himself be taken hostage here. <laughs> i to think about this.
3: But would he kill himself? Highly unlikely.
0: Black sees that he's looking up at him and he's looking down at the ground below.
2: Um, I don't have anything sharp to cut him off anyways. Um, I do.
1: It's in my side.
2: You're on a whole different bird though. (laughs) Um, (laughs) he technically also has your spear. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's anything I can do, um, except go and how big is the head of this thing? Can I climb up its head?
0: Oh yeah. You can absolutely, you could like walk on its beak.
2: Okay. Actually, I just want to try to land it. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll signal Rakov. Rakov! What? You should come follow me.
1: All right, hold on a second. I crawl out of the front of the cannon. Where are you? I'm on the other bird. All right, well, get over here. You get over here. I'm going to get your spear back first.
0: Okay, see if you can land it. You see Okaba on the third bird (laughs) fly over and hover in between everyone, and somehow you can hear over the sound of all of these birds flapping. (laughs) Yes, I have brought the third bird. Third, our original. Are we going to keep all of these?
2: Ah, I don't. I don't know if we need to do that. Um. Then I'll I'll call out Gracie, Gracie, which is my pet name for oh. Murderbird. You want you want one of these to eat? Oh. <laughs> oh my god! You're
3: gonna feed a murder bird to another murder bird? Hey, I they're mean, called murder birds murder for birds a reason. For
2: a reason, that's right. <laughs> She needs to eat. I don't
0: think they eat each other. Okay, that's just fair. Like that, I think that's a little—it's a little dark that. for me. <laughs> <laughs> a little dark for this setting. Chickens attack, attack
2: chickens. They don't eat them. What? Well, some do. Some do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Chickens are
3: mad. They're vicious. Believe you. I I, I know they are.
0: But these oh. were also all raised by the same group, and so they're not like by the same clan. Oh. And so they're all thankful. families. They're not okay. like So this is like they're it's brother and sister. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to eat. All right, either.
2: so I can tell you you don't want this one. Okay. Uh let's try to land Okaba and Rakov. Let's, let's see if we can get them down to the ground. And then I'll try I'll to...
1: just be happy if I get down to the ground.
0: Good luck. And someone roll 2d6 for Okaba. Let's see oh. what he does. I got a 5.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: 1 and 2. <laughs> He's at least the one that can take full damage the easiest. True. He's a tower. You hear say, I am not interested in this interaction. You enjoy yourselves. You're pretty sure that he's going in the right direction of Goreheart Keep, but eh, he may not be. Not even sure he's really controlling the bird at this point. Fair enough.
2: So I land. And then I want to immediately jump off and go and get the other goblin and time up. Do I have rope? I don't know.
0: I'm sure you have some him sure. up with on no. you. him up. You had rope before. Yeah, that's right. It's in the adventurers pack that that's right. has. That's so that's right. Right. I, I have the that.
2: clerics pack. <laughs> which is absolutely useless. have a couple candles. No.
0: Candles are good. See, so yeah, I want to time up. So as he's hanging kind of off the bird's neck by his parachute cord, by the cords on his parachute, Glax drops off and cramps across the muddy, dirty water and ties him up and he's cussing at you the whole time. I won't tell you anything. I won't tell you anything. I'm not going to betray my family and I'm going to get those birds back. You better just hope that we're feeling merciful. You already
2: have told mm. me something. No, I didn't. I'm just a <laughs> liar. <lying. laughs>
1: oh, you're a really bad liar. Then Hey, by the way, you ever want this sword back? Here, I'll take it. And then I'd like, I'd pull it out of me and I'd drip my blood all over him just to (laughs) freak him out.
2: Hey, uh, Rakov. What? You got that, that cannon that does the sucky sucky? Of
1: course it's right here.
2: Can you vacuum his head? I actually like
1: that idea. Hold on. And so I start fiddling with the switch. It's kind of stuck right now. So I have to, okay, hold on a sec. All right, there you go. All right,
0: let's see how this works. You're going to suck his head into the junk cannon? If, it, if it'll go.
2: My, well, I don't know how big the junk cannon is. I'm imagining that it just like suctions his head. I don't think his head fit. I mean, maybe we're probably, probably well, pulling on the
0: on the fit and it, though. junk cannon at one point. No, not, no, not the not junk, junk not the giant cannon, the can- my junk cannon. You put yourself in the junk cannon at one point. I put Okaba in the junk cannon. No, yeah. you put yourself in it. You got launched and your face got cheese gratered by it. Oh yeah! Yeah, dude. you're right. I did. We have established it can fit a goblin in it. It's yeah, a big how do you old even barrel. Can carry that. Well, it's a big thin piece of barrel. It's not like <laughs> all right. Cut that. Part. It's shoulder amount. We continuity yeah.
1: saying here. All right. Yeah. No, I, I think I think I'm just kind of like pulling up the skin on his face a little bit, making him hurt a little bit. But let's see
0: how well that goes. Stop. <laughs> this is in goblin five. Look, just stop doing this to me. It hurts so much. That's the idea. What's even wrong with you. Just stab me like a humane torturer.
1: Humane? I don't even know what that means. I can feel my eyeballs pulling out. That's the idea. You going to tell us what we want to know? Maybe. Who is Doomflight? Us. Who is us? We own these birds. Why you got a problem with us? We stole our bird. They came after us. That calls for blood. Can you turn this off? I can't use my tongue. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah, turn it off, Rakoff. Okay, fine. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, there
2: we go. Now it's all. <laughs> um, I just slap him for good measure.
0: Look, I'll make you a deal. Give us back all of the birds and we won't follow you anymore. Well, as you can see, one of them has just flown off into
2: the distance. I can't promise that one. And I secretly make a note to never give Gracie back. <laughs> uh, never in his life. Um, but you can take these two.
0: Okay. And then we don't hunt you down. And then I'll knock him out. <laughs> he falls limp. What are you doing?
2: I right, I guess.
1: Uh, you sure we shouldn't kill him? I'm taking his sword, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Did you get my spear? It's in here somewhere. I'll find it later. Go
0: Glax pulls back his fist, shakes his hand a little bit, and he sees the Doom Flight goblin's leather-clad head. He cracked his aviator's goggles a little bit, get knocked back into the mud.
2: Well, Rokov, shall we uh, follow Okaba and take one of these birds and try to get to the keep? Uh, aren't they going to chase us if we take another one? I mean, we got to get there somehow.
1: All right, fine,
2: whatever. We
1: can deal with it later.
2: We can... Slap it on the butt when we get there and send it back to them. Okay, let's go. It's probably like a pigeon or something. It probably knows where to fly home.
1: You know, you know what? This, that's actually a good idea. Take apart this cannon while we're doing it.
0: There you go. Which one do you pick? You've got one with a broken gun, one with a working gun. I want the
1: working one. I want the working
0: one. Definitely the working one. Take the one with the working gun that doesn't have a spear jammed into it and all of that. <laughs> yeah, there is a spear.
1: I haven't given him his spear back yet. I'm gonna to have to find it later. I I just stuffed it in my in my clothes really fast. I I, I don't know where stuff goes sometimes.
2: That spear is like twice your height,
1: <laughs> and yet it still fits. Oh, God, what you else don't you're hiding under there? You don't
3: want to know where it goes.
0: <laughs> it's like an interdimensional
3: portal. portal.
0: <laughs> you crawl onto the back of the new murder bird. Pretty good at this now. It's not quite as tame as Gracie, but. Still, you can make it do what you want it to do. The sun has crossed high in the sky. It's going to be mid to late afternoon by the time that you find yourselves circling around Gorhart Keep. You find yourself circling around Gorhart Keep. You see an imposing structure. Jagged edges, sharp angles abound. It's made from rusted metallic surfaces. Towers high, the heights of it are somewhat random. It's not built like an ordinary, classic medieval castle. It was clearly ramshackle and put together over time. But that doesn't take away from its imposing nature. It's still tall. It still looks like a difficult place to assault or take. And you can see that along the top of it, many of the buildings are not connected by walkways or tunnels, are not connected by tunnels or even a given walkway. Instead, they have what look like floating gondolas in between them. You can see blue light beneath them hovering and they move up and down and all around. Sometimes one doorway is only briefly connected to another before the walkway is lifted and moved elsewhere. You can see that there are cranes actively at work building it. And as you look at it even more, you realize that Goreheart Keep is not actually on the banks of the gore swamp at all. It's in the gore swamp. It's resting on what looks like a layer of air just like the leva barges are, only massive and huge. If you had to guess, this could probably house thousands of people inside of it. You see that at the center of it there's a courtyard, a very large one, and you see that a murder bird, familiar murder bird, the form of Gracie is see, is resting Inside of it, head down, wings covering her head, clearly fast asleep. Nice.
1: Well, at least they let somebody in. (laughs) Are we sure we should even go here?
2: I'm just following you guys.
1: Well, the only reason I was coming here is because of no offense, and we know what he was up to. What was he up to? Actually, I don't know. I stopped listening to him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really, I don't know if we knew what he was up to. Yeah, Okaba's just a... Obsessed with turning in the contract money. Oh, well, I guess we should go. Plus, I've still got this thing here that he gave me, so...
2: I mean, we're already here. We might as well figure out what is going on with Nofans.
1: Yeah, I just wish I could go home. I got stuff to build. This place is giving me ideas.
2: Maybe they'll let you build stuff here. Really? It's a possibility. I really?
1: Know. Oh, but I know where all my stuff is back there.
0: There is a bird with a whole bunch of scrap on the back of it.
1: Oh yeah, I need to get this scrap off before we send this bird back. They better let me keep this.
2: We're not sending Gracie back. No, this
1: other
0: one.
2: Oh. Okay. Well, I guess we should uh touch down and uh get to that. All right.
0: You land the unfamiliar bird in the courtyard of Gorhart Keep. Touches down. You can see that there are yeah, there are actually plants growing here. They look random and disheveled and they're Many of them are black and brown and nearly dead because there's very little sunlight to keep them alive. What are those brown and black things over there? They look weird. I
1: don't know. Not like anything I've ever seen here.
0: As you land, you see that Okaba is sitting on Gracie's back, just sitting, looking dejected. The king wouldn't see me yet. Why is that? They said it's not urgent. Not urgent. to wait.
1: Well, good. That gives me more time. Get over here and help get this stuff off this thing's back. Come on.
0: I do not. These are not the claws of a laborer.
1: Yes, I know you're not the claws of a laborer, but you can wrap around some things at least. Come on.
0: I would rather not. Is there anybody else around? A while passes and of and maybe Glax start to move Scrap over to Gracie. It takes a little while. And occasionally, someone go ahead and roll. Both of you should roll 2d6. For me. Fail. Six. And Melazine, you're getting a little bored by this point. <laughs> so you want me to roll 2d6? See if you're aware that there's new guests here. Five. Melazine, you see that there's two huge birds here, and there's clearly a lot of people watching them somewhat knowingly. And you see that Okaba, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Go ahead. Melusine, when the first bird arrived, a lot of people rushed out because this was scary and a big deal. Mm-hmm. At their lead was a green-skinned orc. And he had some questions for Okaba. And then they all withdrew and left what, Okaba to his... What were the questions? What are you doing here? Why do you have this giant bird? Who do you think you are? <laughs> questions like that. Okay. Melazine would know that... Gravis is the orc who is in charge of security here. Green-skinned, classic, classic orc physique. Very strong, very wide, little thick, you know, kind of built like a keg, sort of a Shrek body type. Anyway, after a while, Gravis leaves Okaba alone. Okaba is left looking dejected, unable to turn in his contract. And about 30 minutes pass, and another... Bird that you would not call a murder bird. In fact, that you would know is actually called a carnage wing. Both are carnage wings? Both are carnage wings. Okay. But murder bird, carnage wing, it's all basically the same thing. You know, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. A while passes and a second one lands. And Gravis and everyone else looks around and you hear Gravis say, King Scrilliamson will see them when it's time. We're not ready yet. Let them wait. I wanna.
3: I, I want to use one of my skills called Elfin Fade, um, which allows me to test disappear completely from
0: sight. Hold up. Say that I name think we again. Should call that something different.
3: Fine. Like, Pixie fade. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, it's the name of the, I know, spell. Of the spell. I know. But I'm just playing along. Let All me right. be fine. I'm going to use a spell called fade. Uh, that allows me to completely disappear from sight uh, to test to disappear completely from sight. Uh, so I'm going to test real fast. Um, I can also test with disadvantage to either hide from all natural senses or to hide myself in one or two companions. Uh, I'm just going to hide from sight.
0: A four and a three. Oh, you think you're hidden. Yeah. Melazine starts to disappear from his toes up. And then he gets to his bright green hair. <clears throat> trying really hard, and then suddenly the hair just won't disappear. I can't remember the voice now. Melazine's stupid hair, and you see
3: melazine um teleport above like 15 feet above the new bird just to kind of listen in to what's going
1: on. All right. If you can grab that piece then I'll take this side and uh, no, 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 not that way. That way. Live with your legs, your legs. That's right. Your legs.
2: And Glax just picks up the whole piece and Vrakov with it.
0: Hey, wow, wow, wow.
2: Tosses it off the bird.
0: As you've been working, it's gotten hot and sweaty in this because the gore swamp is always humid and hot. You're both sweating in your armor and uncomfortable. And you can see there's doors leading inside, but you've already tried and they're locked. And Okaba has said, they're locked, I can't come in. And as you're throwing this last piece onto the heap and probably starting to decide if you're really going to stay here, one of the doors swings open and you see stepping through a green-skinned orc. I've described him before, this is Gravis. He steps forward and he says, We were expecting you. Come in. We're expecting who? You. Me? You. Or him? And you. And him? And you. What about that? And that. Okay, fine. All of you. Come on. Inside. Okay.
1: Uh, Look, you're letting the human air in. Just make sure nobody touches my stuff. It'll be safe. I can see it's very precious to you. Please, just come inside. All right, but if anybody touches my stuff, there's going to be problems. We'll restrain them.
2: And as we walk by, I give a nice slap to the rump of the second murder bird, not Gracie, and, and her up.
0: It takes off. Its wings stretch out all the way, spanning across the courtyard. You see it shakes. Some of the sheets of metal get loosened up. And you see like a shutter over a window get knocked off and fall down. One dude gets sliced in half. Hey, uh, I want that back. And it takes off and flies off in the distance, this carnage wing returning to the doom flight.
1: You don't understand. I got enough stuff here. I might be able to build my own ship.
0: I like where that's going. Let's go. Scroogamson isn't ready to see you yet. It'll be a little while yet. He doesn't see strangers during the daytime. Then why'd you let us in? We decided you'd waited long enough. Come on. Uh, thanks. I said, come on. I'm
2: coming. I'm coming. Why don't
1: don't you look down? I'm already walking in. Come on. Lead on.
0: We're going to put you up with Greta for a little bit. Who's Greta? You'll meet her. (laughs) Person who puts people up.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. Can't really argue with that.
0: Now stop asking questions. I don't know the answers to. Stop asking questions I don't know the answers to. Um... That might be a problem. Is it? I don't know, is it? I don't. I asked you. I asked you. And I'm asking me. I don't know. No one asked you. No. Just Greta, take these off my hands. I'm so tired of dealing with them. And you see, Gravis stomps off. Melusine, you are not invisible, so I need Glax and Rakov to give me 2D6. <laughs> <Nope. Fail. laughs> Apparently pretty invisible. In fact, you are. She's just this floating clump of hair.
1: <laughs> I'm used to that. Doesn't, doesn't bother uh, me at all.
2: As we go in, uh, I want to give a nice little pet to Gracie as we walk past her and then go in, and then as we come up to Greta, I just... Stick out my hand and offer a handshake. We'll get there. Oh, wait, okay. slow your yeah. roll. I wait, thought we wait. were there. Sorry.
1: Oh, are you not there? We're not there. Oh,
3: oh, no, th- we
2: just dropped us off. Yeah. no, yeah. we've
1: just we've just annoyed the guard Gravis, enough. Yeah. Gra- Gravis is just mumbling at this. Yeah, point.
3: Gravis is. But I thought he left and yeah, he left. Had dropped yes, him left. off. At
0: oh, okay. Greta, we're not there yet. I haven't introduced Greta yet. Come on, come okay, well, Greta, Greta gets Chill. an introduction.
3: Okay, well,
0: introduce Greta. Gravis leads you down ramshackle metal rusted passageways. You're very used to this by now. It's a common theme in the gore swamp where everything rusts very quickly. There's so much acidity in the air that metal just corrodes immediately. As you guys are like walking along, all you
3: hear is squeak every like 10 feet or so. It just goes
2: squeak. Is that normal? Kind of annoying.
0: (laughs) I'm not even going to address that. (laughs) <laughs> Gravis leads you forward And you find a large Almost homely looking wooden door It's actually been decorated It's Scott, you can see Some attempt has been made At painting flowers And greenery onto it It looks like it was done childishly It's a really tall door It's a tall door Especially if you're a goblin But it even towers over Gravis
1: Why are these things on the door? I've never
0: seen anything like this before the door swings open. Wow! And I'm so happy to see all of you. I get guests here. And you see a 12-foot-tall troll. Her skin is made up, and it's nice in a clean shade of pink. And she has warm spots on her. She has bright spots on her cheeks, and her hair is blonde. And it would be a very pleasant effect if she wasn't 16 feet tall. But she is wearing a really nice sundress. She says, come on in, come on in. Greta will take care of you. Just have a seat on over there. I shove my hand out for a handshake. She reaches down and her hand envelops Glax's like completely. And her hand is like the size of Glax's body. Oh, you're just so cute. It's just so good to see you. I hope that you never have to leave. Maybe we won't. While that's going
1: on, Brockov just walks right between her legs and walks in.
3: While while you're holding her Party hand, dinner
0: first. <laughs>
3: Why would I do that? You, you notice this tuft of green hair that's just climbing over her hand, <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, Melisine, uh goes, uh, "Hi, my name
0: is Melisine. What the hell is that thing? Well, we got another guest. I'm just so happy to have another one in this house. Nice to meet you. It's real nice to meet you. And uh, I, I'm sorry that you're just floating hair, but you're real cute. Where did you come from? I'm one of her hairy knuckles. <laughs> it happens sometimes as we start to age. Uh, yeah, it happens to the best of us. Troll genes are just
1: punishing
0: to women. Rakov's not even paying attention at this point. He's already in here looking for things to take part. You find yourself standing in what can only be described as Grandma's sewing room. It is really soft. There's patchwork quilts on all of the walls. There's seats everywhere, rocking chairs. There's a fire burning in the middle with a chimney out the top. You can see that there's a stove and there's a huge pot of something boiling on it. Massive bowls, massive utensils. Everything is troll-sized, but still comfortable, if you're big enough. Greta closes the door and says, now let's Let's all just have a nice seat. And listen, don't take it personally that Skrilliamson won't see you yet. He is just real worried about seeing people during the daylight. He just doesn't always do it. People got their ways. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, he's a rather ugly fellow. Well, you didn't hear me say it. He could do with a little sunlight now and then, though.
2: Couldn't we all? Well, Greta, thank you for welcoming us in. What, uh, to what do we owe the pleasure? Are you the, like, is, there, is this an inn?
0: Huh. Uh, well, I wouldn't call it an end, as per se, but you know, Skrilliumson recognized that I have these homemaking skills, and I don't often get to put them to use. When we have guests, I get to get the place all nice and clean and let them into our home. And then you hear a big metal screech
1: as Rakov's trying to pull one of the heating elements out. Hey, why won't this come out? I can use this.
0: It's gigantic he is like working on a ship's boiler like
1: hey somebody come help me with this would you would you get off of that why
0: oh listen you know i think that works perfectly well the way it's put together i can make it work better i am
1: it'll work uh, better in the things i do trust me
0: well that's very kind of you thank you for fixing it would you mind waiting until i'm What I got on, you know, I made stew special for all of us. The
1: stew's fine. It's right over there. I'm not going to mess with that. smells
0: good, actually. Was it? Oh, I, I don't think it was done yet.
1: Oh, it was done. I checked it. I'm not sure I trust your cooking ability. Cooking? Who said anything about cooking? You said it was done. Yeah, it's done. I took it off. It's done.
0: Greta looks crestfallen. And you can see her... Very carefully scooping around what you see are now bits of raw, uncooked, nondescript meat No, in there. Just, well, we'll just have the broth and that'll be enough for now, I guess. Until my stove is given back to me. And she gives everybody a large mug and lays out cushions on the floor. She thinks she's getting it back. <laughs>
2: I love Greta. I've only had her for like five minutes. But if anything happened to her, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. (laughs) Good to know. He took
1: the time to Google the meme, folks. He wanted to to
2: make sure to get it (laughs) right.
0: That's how much this mattered to him. Wow. I love Greta. That means I get to screw with Greta even more. No. (laughs) (laughs) You watch as Greta walks across the room and settles herself into a giant rocking chair and starts to stitch another patchwork quilt together. Nice.
2: Um, does did, did she spoon the broth out? Oh, yeah, bowls? she did very She's carefully.
0: Okay. You guys have your, um, there's, like, you can tell they're meant to be mugs for her, like tea mugs, small teacups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melazine is, has to be placed on the floor in front of him.
3: Oh, no, Melazine is still, uh, uh oh looks like a hair of growth on I'm her sorry. knuckles. And he, he, uh, says, Greta, uh... Would you mind
0: making me a scarf? Am I hearing voices again? What is this? Hello? Hello?
1: Yeah, I'm not speaking. Yeah. What's going on here? Eh.
3: He he wants to uh, charm uh, a sapient creature and performing a simple task for me. Okay. And that task is going to be to <laughs> make him a scarf.
2: You should have known. If Russell's playing, he's got charm person. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> yep. And that's a six.
0: Well, I I don't know who you are, but what color do you like? Uh, rainbow, please. It'll take some time, but I can, uh, strange voice, I'll start making a scarf for you.
1: Why would I want a scarf if it doesn't have a neck?
0: And because she can't
2: see you and doesn't know you're there, she just assumes there's a troll to be wanting a scarf, so she just makes a
0: troll-sized scarf for you. Melusine watches as she starts to pull this thing out and lay it together, and it is properly sized for her.
3: Uh, uh, that's a little large. And he drops his camo, his, uh, stealth.
0: And, uh, I'm a little bit smaller than that. Oh, well, aren't you the cutest? What's your name? I didn't know you were in here. I heard there was another guest. I-, I-, I said my name was Melazine. I'm not supposed to do anything for you. I remember Skrelliumson was very clear on that matter, that you're not supposed to be. Why not?
3: I'm poor Melazine. I don't even have a shirt or anything. I
1: only have pants. I don't have a shirt or anything. I'm fine.
0: You're right. Poor Melazine. I'll get right to work on making you a scarf. I don't know if these fingers can do it, but I'll do my best for you.
2: Oh, thank you. Hi. What are you? I'm Melazine. You're real small. I mean, well, we're real small.
3: He's really small. I was about to say, anything looks small next to, to Greta.
0: Well, that's true. You hear a sob.
2: Oh,
3: but you're very pretty,
1: Greta.
0: Thank you. That
1: is a very lovely sundress. Do you have anything oh. that has more screws in it?
0: Uh, uh, well, well, I don't use these chairs all that often. You could probably take those apart. All right, I'll get right to work on that. This chair that's like
2: <laughs> 18 times your size. <laughs> <laughs> you unscrew one of the screws, which happens with the size of your hand, and the, the arm bar just falls and crushes you.
1: There's worse ways to go
3: Melazine is literally just floating in the air on his back Like he's sleeping
2: So you've already met Scrivenson? Yeah, Scrivenson and I are (laughs) good friends Yeah? Yeah
3: How'd you do that? He he likes Melazine Everyone likes Melazine
2: Ah, doesn't sound like it What, What do you mean? According to Greta, you aren't supposed to get anything
3: That's just a little misunderstanding
1: And not everyone does I don't like you. Why not? Because I don't know you. Everyone likes Melazine. Not, not, not me. Not me. I don't like anyone. I don't know anyone. <laughs> you hear this squeak and he disappears
3: and appears next to your shoulder. Why not? Ah!
2: Glax looks utterly offended. You don't like anyone? No one?
3: I'll take it personal. You, you look
1: very destructive. you really should to destroy people's things. I don't destroy, I create. I just have to destroy first. Yeah, what are you going to create then? You'll see when I'm done. Do you have an idea? Oh, I've got an idea. I'm not telling anyone. Why not? Because it all stays up here. And he points to his head. And you see Melazine start to
3: dig through your... Like, are you bald or do you have hair? Oh, uh, he's got some hair. Okay. He's got a little bit of hair. Melazine starts digging through your hair. You're very literal
1: about it's all in in your head. And he tries to see what's in there. I I don't know if you want to do that. There's some things up there that you might not want to meet. That looks fine to me. All right, that's fun. So what are you here for? Oh well well
3: i I'm here to to help Skrillex with a uh, with, with a job.
2: What kind of job
3: uh, well, uh I'm supposed to uh help him transpose some some people. huh? Would you like to help? I don't know. I don't really know what we're here for. It sounds like you're here to help me.
1: That's a valid point. All right, so then half the screws are taken out of one of the chairs. And then Rakov reaches into his rags and he starts throwing out scrap metal on the floor. Hey, stop looking over here. I'm not done yet. Didn't you get my spear? I'll find it later. That's what you said earlier. Yeah, and I'll still find it later. Hey. I'm busy. Hey.
2: Listen. I said I'm busy. Oh, <laughs> God. listen.
1: Hey. hey, what you doing? Just sit over there and watch. Hold on. I don't sit. I then float f- then float over there and watch. I don't care. Don't interrupt my process.
3: I just, I float above your shoulder as you're doing things.
0: You guys have an afternoon of just incredible enjoyment. Cooped up in here, Okaba whining and moaning. Oh, the disrespect the king has shown me. Perhaps because... I am just too powerful for him. He must be frightened of me. Obviously. Hey, you know what?
3: I think I could take us to go see him. Would you like to go see him? That's what we're here for. Okay. Well, well,
2: well just, just touch my arm. Rakov?
1: No, not done yet.
2: Oh, I guess we're waiting. Okay. I don't really know why we're here to see him. I just, I just came along for the ride. Something about nofins, some... Tell
1: oh no I know all about nophins.
3: What
2: about him? What do you want to know about nophins?
1: You don't want to know anything about nophins.
2: We tried to kill him.
1: We I thought we did kill, kill no him.
2: No we tried to. I thought we did. We kind of did, but then he came back and disappeared.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can kill Nofins. Can why yeah, not? Can you kill nophins? You are welcome to roll some dice to figure that out. <laughs> Finally
2: <laughs> the plot advances.
3: I've seen you. Four color. and a one. <laughs> Four-one. <to> nope. <laughs> Whatever Melazine thinks. You can't kill Nofin's. Nofin's unkillable.
1: I don't know who Nofin's is. <laughs> don't have to admit that. So the scrap metal starts to stack up, and then Rakov is just pounding the screws into them with his fist, just slowly banging them in. I said, stop looking over here. I'm not done. That looks like it hurts. It's fine. I do it all the time. You like really damaged?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say anything about my hands. So, there's this is physically I, or mentally?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think mentally, he's super damaged. Blood raggled junk rat that is now punching screws. This won't take too long. What's too long? As long as I have to talk to you. Well, but that could be
1: forever. Oh, no.
2: I, I lean over and I poke a kaba and I. Ask him, so we're here because you had something something with the king, to, something to do with him. I can't remember what. What are we here for?
0: Okaba has curled himself up in front of the door like a snake with his head resting on his back. He raises it up and he says, I was sent to kill an elf and... I told Gravis that the elf was Nofins, and he did not react well. Hmm. I gather that this is why we're waiting.
1: They should be more clear on their instructions.
0: I wish now I had collected a piece of evidence, or had some means of proving that Nofins was an elf. Well,
1: I've got his thing right here that I kept. Little instruction thing that he held over me. Acted like it's the most important thing in the world. You didn't even notice when I stole it, idiot.
0: Yes, I'm sure that will help us. As you're having this conversation, the door swings open and Gravis steps back in. Green-skinned orc, heavily armored, he says, All right, looks like it's time for you to talk to the big guy.
1: Hey, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. I'm not waiting for you, little man. Let's I, go. I'm
1: putting the finishing touch on right now.
0: Do not care. And Gravis walks over and lifts of up by the hey, scruff of the
1: Hey, throat. no, no. This is ridiculous. Let's I'm be just going. about done. And he drops the heating element on. And
0: all of a sudden, the new stove lights up.
1: It's going to cook 0.5 times faster. It's so much better. Use it.
0: You hear Greta's voice in the background say, I'm just so grateful. Melazine, don't forget your scarf. Oh, thank you. She drapes, like, what is to her one thread of yarn (laughs) around him. Melusine has a glimmering rainbow scarf all around him now.
1: If you hadn't picked me up, it'd work two times better. What's wrong with
0: you? I can't tell you how little I care about what you have to say, man. So, So... Come on.
3: We're going to go see Skrillex?
0: Yeah, you're going to come see Skrillex now. He's ready for you.
3: Perfect. And he says let's go and grabs your grabs uh gravix arm and what glax, glax. Yeah, why does that yeah. gravix glax i don't know Yeah. in the gore swamp <laughs> <laughs> he he grabs glax's arm and, and starts pulling him along and said come on let's go let's go let's go okay and ugh, with that um i'm just going to uh teleport you to
0: the same room as skrillex okay you're willing i don't know if glax can be willing or unwilling i don't know glax doesn't know what's happening <laughs> so then we go the two of us just blink it worked
3: i got a six one
1: hey hey why why am i the one getting carried they just get to poof away like that it's ridiculous
0: listen i know what melazine is like so you seem like you're a little more of a troublemaker here
1: Troublemaker, I helped out. You didn't like getting finished what I'm doing and everything. Just stop talking. No. <laughs> you
3: need to roll one
1: D. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: nope. <laughs> it's a failure. So <laughs> uh,
2: for <laughs>
3: three turns, you're disoriented.
0: What does Melazine's teleportation magic look like? How does it manifest?
3: Uh, It's literally just a pop. Like you pop out of existence and what's left behind is a squeak.
0: That's all the squeaking you heard as you were. Squeaking sound. Glax suddenly finds himself in a very unfamiliar room. No idea where he is, what's going on. He finds himself falling over and weaving, dizzy, unconscious. And looking around, he can see some really tall chairs with really big figures in them. This is not ideal.
2: What? what was that?
0: I
3: brought you to see Skrillex. Skrillex! Skrillex!
0: You hear the voice of Skrillemson just say, Good evening, Melazine. I knew you'd be along shortly. The door into the chamber swings open, and you see Gravis carrying Rakov in front of him, yelling at him, shaking him around. Stop shaking me! Just, oh my god! How did you take apart that picture frame?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You hold me too far away from you. You know what I'm going to do next? I'm Put gonna... the
0: doorknob down. No,
1: no, it's mine now, too. And you know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to find the thing you find most useful in the world. I'm going to take it apart, too. And then I'm going to make it better just to make you mad. <laughs> you so long.
3: We were already here. Look,
2: see? Uh... And you just see Glax is just like doubled over like dry heaving.
1: Is he going to throw up? What'd you do to him? Absolutely nothing. He was like that when I brought him.
0: As requested, Troll King Skrilliamson, your guests have been deposited. I suggest this one be given to the Gore Sharks. I'll be at the door trying to put this doorknob back on.
1: Nope.
0: Nope. You're never going to find it. Have fun. Those of you who have not met him yet are greeted by the sight of King Skrilliamson. If you took Greta and all of the pleasant and soft demeanor about her and sucked all of that away, leaving only the imposing, hulking form and a person who's trying to look even more intimidating, even though they don't really need to be, you can see that he's covered in armor that is not ramshackle at all, that is not that isn't just randomly put together. It's carefully designed. It's ornate. It's elegant. It's black and silver. And you can see hoses coursing all around it, running up the back of the spine and into his head. You see red fluid running all through it. You can see a gray, heavily scarred face with an eye patch, scar down one side, seated in the shadows. You can see other figures around the room that don't speak they don't rise but you see similar forms clearly trolls clearly you are in the convocation chamber of a group of trolls Skrilliamson stands up and he says okaba you're telling me that the man i sent you after that this elf i sent you to find was no fins the whole time that's your story and you're gonna stick to it that's what happened Quite embarrassing for me to have Elf right under me nose the whole time. Not sure I believe you. Seems awful convenient, like something that someone's trying to sabotage me might do. Why would we
1: try to sabotage you?
0: Oh, coming after the king.
1: I don't know. You you sent him after me.
0: I don't know anything about you, little one. Hey, you
1: gave me this thing.
0: And I hold it up. What is it? It's the
1: card that he was holding talking about how I need to go meet the king. He told me to come with him, to come with him to meet you.
0: What's that got to do with proving he's an elf? Nothing. I just want to know why I'm here. Bad luck. Bad luck. Luck plays a role in your development, young goblin. You Find yourselves at an impasse with me. You killed Nofins. I don't think we killed him. Yeah, you, you can't kill Nofins. He's invincible. I'm not sure that's true. It is. I know it is. You're going to find out if it is. Wait, what? How? Like, you know I can't kill
3: anybody. I'm just a thing.
0: I'm sure you can, or you can find it in yourself. You're not getting paid until we get to the bottom of this.
2: Okay.
1: But wait, I don't understand. How could he, like, say something after we
2: killed him? Well, we killed him, and then he wasn't dead. And then he wasn't. Obviously, you didn't kill him very well. No, then he was an elf.
1: I mean, they tried to. I saw it happen.
0: And you say he was an elf. How'd you know that? What did he do? Obviously, he
2: He grew some ears. Poof. And then he poofed. He disappeared.
0: He poofed. And he'd glax to roll some deception for me right now. (laughs) It's a five. He grew some ears. Well, that's convenient. In that case, he's certainly got wealth. He's certainly got squirreled away treasures, and I would like them.
2: All
1: right, here you go. i
0: hand him the thing.
1: That's all I got.
0: Ooh, shiny! I'm going to be very direct now. Your friend, the cloth, is going to stay here with me, and if you don't come back, he's going in the swamp. Ooh, you're going to have all kinds of fun with
1: Skrillex. Skrillex is fun. I don't have friends. Why do I care?
0: You hear Okaba say, likewise. What what does Skrillex say to that? It's no cloth off me if you're going to leave your friend to die, but you, Melazine, you're not going to get paid, and I'm not sure you want to do this one alone. I'm not sure you want to do this alone.
1: I'm always down to have friends. Let's go, guys. Let's do this. Are you telling me, in order to get back home, I have to have friends. Everyone needs friends. I don't need friends. Yeah, you do. I make things. I don't need friends. No, you need friends. We aren't friends. It's the power of friendship, guys. I'll tell that thing that. That's what I'm trying to do. Not listening. No, I'm asking. We aren't friends. When did I say we were friends? We fought together. does that make us friends? It makes you compatriots. We're almost better than friends. We almost died together. Yeah, then we wouldn't be friends.
0: Listen, I'm sure this is going to be a very touching touching moment for both of you as you plumb the depths of your newfound love for each other, but... (laughs) How would you feel about having it down in my dungeons? So I can do that, too.
3: That sounds like fun!
0: Melazine, I'd never do that to you. Oh, good. I mean,
1: I guess there aren't things to take apart and build down there, so I probably don't want to do that. Okay, fine, I'll listen to what you actually have to say.
0: It hurts. (laughs) <laughs> Finding you don't have the friends you thought you had.
2: It does. And Glax just looks utterly offended, like just I mean his mouth is agape. He just is just staring into the distance. Not to he's worry, Glax. We're friends, life. aren't
1: we? You'll feel better soon, I think. I find you to be a friend, very friendly guy, Glax.
2: Well thanks. You seem friendly. Thanks. I am There's
0: no better friend than Melusine. None. That's right. So, what would you have us do, Screamson? we will take but a few days. No one's quite sure where Nofin's calls his home. He's secret about it, quiet like. But if there's anywhere that does know, there's a city by the name of Scumblebury. Small, not far from here, but you do get across some treacherous landscapes the slipshade tides, the storm hot peaks, the hailfire valley. Short, easy jaunt, though. I'm told it's gorgeous along the way. Yeah, we got the murder bird. Should be no problem. And Medlazine can get you back very swiftly.
2: Yeah. Speaking of our transport, got any food for it?
0: I was, I expected to receive a shipment of, I expected to receive a shipment of stoinks that I was going to feed the rest of my settlement, but now I'm told that's not here either.
1: Yeah, those got taken by other goblins. Hey, I'm we sorry. stopped them, though. We were heroes. I'm they sorry. gave me more stuff.
0: And a hero, you will continue. You and you'll can. I'm falling back into the fucking Cory voice.
2: <laughs> 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 Corey, can't Corey, escape Corey, it. Corey will plague us for years. <laughs> yes,
0: that motherfucker. Years. Corey is. Yeah, every villain is Cory. <laughs> he
2: needs to show up in every campaign.
0: Oh, my God. He really should. He says, heroes, I'm sure you are. I got no food for your bird. You're lucky I'm letting you leave with your life. And that's it. Hey, wait. Does this mean I get more stuff?
3: You're lucky. Not many people get to leave with their life. It's because you're friends with Melisande.
0: Melisande, will you get this out of here?
3: Of course. Of course, Skrillex. (laughs) He claps down his hands on both your shoulders. And he bamps you both.
1: Hey, wait.
2: Does he? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> whoops let's just walk out <laughs> Damn, I, I crit on that too
0: <laughs> Melazine I'm sure you'll do better next time
1: of course I'm sorry
0: it happens one in three times
1: <laughs> just remember I know where this place is I'll be back to take stuff so do I
0: I'm sure I'm. I welcome your return Hey, everyone, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and you've also been listening to... I'm Russell, playing Melissan. I'm Chris, playing
1: Glack. Ben, playing Cobb. Tune in next session. We release an episode every other Monday. Also, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd, of course, love to hear from you on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit, and Monster Game Night. While you're also around, please check out our Patreon. And please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Because as you know, word of mouth is the best way for a small, independent show like ours to grow. Hope that you can come to our next
3: Monster
2: Game Night. Night.
0: You can see that I also keep wanting to say Gore Keep.
3: <laughs> I think I think it's really Gore short,
0: Yeah, I think the name is officially changed. Yeah. <laughs> gore keep would be a really bad thing to encounter.
2: Let's let's just talk about gore and shart. Shart. Like yeah. that just <laughs> that sounds like the most painful experience you could have.